Thanks for joining us today for the Anchor Daily. We are reading through the books of Acts, learning about the early church and the unstoppable power of the gospel. Listen close as we dive deep into Luke's and Paul's accounts. Hello friends, this is Melody Ackerman, and today I'll be looking at Acts 11, 27 through 30 with you. But first, I'd like to take a look at where we've been up to now in the book of Acts. We started in Judea, where the Holy Spirit came, just as Jesus promised. Peter preached, and 3,000 were baptized and added to the church. So far, everything's taken place in Judea until Stephen's death, which intensifies the persecution of believers. This horrible act causes those who believe in Christ to scatter, and where they scatter, they preach. While this is taking place, we meet Saul, who used to persecute believers, but after a real-life encounter with Christ himself, he begins preaching that he, Jesus, is indeed the Son of God. Barnabas, who we learned about yesterday with Matthew's podcast, brings Saul to the disciples and tells them about the road to Damascus experience. He's accepted and continues preaching. While there, plotting is being done to murder Saul, so he is sent to his hometown, Tarsus. Now, a few chapters later, we find Jesus' followers going to places as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch of Syria, where Gentiles are now believing and turning to the Lord. So here we are in one of those churches, the Church of Antioch, which was the first Gentile church, and it was a strange mixture of Jews and Gentiles. Barnabas described it as a place where he saw the grace of God. And while he was there, he urged them to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. Barnabas had been sent there by the church in Jerusalem. He was so encouraged by the Holy Spirit's work in this church that he stayed there for a while and then went to find Saul to bring him back. And for a year they taught in that congregation. We also learn that this is the first time believers are called Christians maybe because all they had in common was Christ himself. This is where we find ourselves in the passage for today, Acts 11, 27 through 30. In those days, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and predicted by the Spirit that there would be a severe famine throughout the Roman world. This took place during the reign of Claudius. Each of the disciples, according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brothers and sisters who lived in Judea. They did this, sending it to the elders by means of Barnabas and Saul. Now, my first thought when I read this was the panic of 2020 to buy bottled water and toilet paper. I can almost guarantee that the water and TP was not being bought for the homeless, mission, or food bank, but more than likely it was being bought to stock in a garage or a closet in case it was needed. I did the same thing. I didn't buy TP and bottled water. That one stumped me, but I did buy dried goods to have on hand just in case. And if I'm 100% honest, I never even thought about buying extra or giving mine up to the food bank or the mission. This church does something incredible. Let's read that again. Each of the disciples, according to his ability, or some versions say means, determined to send relief to the brothers and sisters who lived in Judea. Instead of fearing for themselves, they made it a priority to care for those who needed it most. I think they took the promises in in Psalms to heart. Psalms 41, 1 through 2, Happy is the one who is considerate of the poor. 
The Lord will save him in a day of adversity. The Lord will keep him and preserve him. He will be blessed in the land. My second thought is the part of the verse that says, according to their ability. God gives each one of us differently with abilities, talents, and resources. Are we using those or are we letting them sit on a shelf? Maybe we're being selfish or fearful or keeping those things close and hidden rather than blessing others with them. My third and final thought was the fact that the church in Antioch could help the church in Jerusalem shows how established it had become. Are we happy for other churches who are flourishing, growing, and being established? I hope so, because as a church, even if we have nothing else in common, we should have that one important name in what we call ourselves. Let's make sure as Christians, Christ is known in our actions, to the world, to other churches, and to those around us. How can you be using what God has given you to bless those around you in need? Please pray with me. Father, thank you for blessing us with resources, talents, and abilities. I ask forgiveness for the times I have kept those things to myself and not used them to bless those around me. Whether it's been out of fear or selfishness, it isn't what you desire, and I'm sorry for that. Help me to be sensitive to the needs around me and to trust you with all that you have given me. Help me to be obedient and to give according to my ability. Help us to be a church where people see and experience God's grace. Keep us faithful to you with a steadfast purpose. I pray that others are encouraged by the Holy Spirit's work in us. And I ask all these things in the powerful name of Jesus. Thanks for joining us today. Listen tomorrow as we encourage each other through God's Word. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we would love to continue to grow with you. We'd also like a chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you can find all sorts of ways to serve, worship, and learn together.